Welcome to the Scott Shepard Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Why, hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Scott Shepard. It is I. Scott Shepard recording this from my home studio in San Diego, California, in a place called Little Italy. Today is episode 178, and it is being recorded on a Friday at 8.22 p.m. Yes, 8.22 p.m. is the time I have decided to start this recording. And today I have a special episode for you planned because it comes from a a thought, a streaming thought that I just had and I just noted down in my special way that I do things. And I am not revealing what is going on behind the scenes, but what I will say is this. I am working on and building what I believe will be a freaking insane revolution and thing that, well, I won't even have to do my usual thing, which is to be the puppet master behind the scenes and, well, concoct some massive marketing thing to explain the idea. And the idea is what I've talked about a lot, and I imagine it will fall on deaf ears, and it will continue to fall on deaf ears. And, well, honestly, it doesn't matter to me, because quite frankly, I know that it is the truest and best use of my time if I wish to create genius-level work that lasts and help others do the same. And you know what's interesting, actually, is I uh, I think it was the my episode – let me check on it right now. It was episode 176. I uh, tweeted that out like I do every day on, on every one of these episodes or post it on social media. And I haven't done a huge background – update on what I've been up to in my life ever since founding and starting a cryptocurrency, which, well, got a lot of criticism early on, but I can look back at all the haters now and say, as I lower my sunglasses shades and stare into their eyeballs and simply remark this, what's up now, bitches? (laughs) What's up now, haters? It's nice to think that and, well, 
feel that way when you have launched a cryptocurrency that for a very long period of time, maybe like two years after working on for so many hours, you know, seven days a week, and at one point was down like 98% lower than the initial coin offering price, to then have it, and by the way, my my father was a an investor, an early investor, the first investor or purchaser, I shouldn't say investor, a purchaser of these cryptographic tokens, in case the uh, good old boys at the Securities and Exchange Commission are listening. And of course, Thanksgivings with my father when it was down 98%. <laughs> for a sequence of thanksgivings was not pleasant but things skyrocketed and turned around and boomed during this last crypto craze and i will say they're ranked in the 300s right now and quite frankly when i was there i think we got to 88 in the in out of the top 100 cryptocurrencies so even though it's the all-time high what i will say is uh well, a rising tide does raise all ships, but mother effer, you have to take command of your own ship and raise that mother effer ahead of everything else yourself. So on that little uh, rendezvous into the world of crypto, I'm bringing this up because on episode 176, I... I tweeted it out the episode and asked for some feedback. I think I think I asked for some feedback in the episode, and I got back a, a curt and prompt <laughs> reply from a man on Twitter who I believe had followed me or knows me from my crypto days, and he's from checking out his profile. It seems to be this lad is a crypto moon boy who is obsessed with, well, doing something that benefits society, which is called speculating on assets and contributing <coughs> nothing. Now, this fellow wrote in a reply, and I don't have much feedback on what I'm doing right now, which is my daily episodes of the Daily Scott Shepherd. but he wrote back just one word, and it said, boring. <laughs> and here's the thing. At first, yes, of course, I would... Uh, take it personally, and you know the fundamental attribution error insists that we all uh, view it automatically as a personal attack on us, and that we suck or something. But I do know this: is that number one, I have stated with a disclaimer that yes, I know I suck, and I know this sucks, and quite frankly, I do not give a shit. And the reason is, is because this is part of my well daily practice of communicating and getting out there in the face of reality and the people and voicing my ideas and my thoughts in a format, which is podcasting, which is a spoken format, which quite frankly, I'm not something that it's not something that I see myself as super passionate about or is my thing, quote unquote. I'm not horrible at it. I would say it's my zone of competency. I don't think it's my zone of excellence, and I know for a fact it is not my zone of genius. My zone of genius, which I prefer to spend most of my time in, 
is the behind the scenes writing and copywriting, orchestrating and creating the whole story, and then making sure that it plays out in reality. But I intend to continue to do my daily practice and podcast and do it every single day. And the reason is, is because, well, I spend all of my time and energy on what I've just mentioned, which is my zone of genius, which is my writing, my thinking, my developing. And I do it the hard way. I do it by hand. And for that reason, I don't have a lot of brain energy left to concoct some daily written piece, which I tried, but I spent way too much time on. And you can view those writings at daily.scottshepherd.com. And I intend to keep up the podcasting on a daily basis because, quite frankly, it's easy as shit when you compare it to all the other (laughs) stuff that I do and have done in my career. I mean, writing, marketing, uh, programming and computer, like Python, Ethereum, blockchain programming, just you name it. I've set theory, right? Like everything out there is harder (laughs) compared to just expressing and speaking your truth. However, I do know that it will have a profound amount of value in providing context for what the creative journey and what life is like for those behind the scenes when they are working on something that, well, the public cannot and will not see for quite some time, which is the state I'm in. And so to my Twitter crypto moon boy that says I'm boring, first off, I 100% agree with you. And second off, I will 100% value your opinion as if it were toilet paper and I was wiping not my ass, but my cat Brodus's ass, because that is how unworthy your feedback and opinion is on me continuing my daily practice. However, I will say that I 100% appreciate and agree with any and all feedback and even the fact that, well, He said, I'm boring. And guess what? He's 100% right. I am boring. I'm boring as tits. But I'm never going to stop because I don't give a shit. (laughs) And it may not make sense. And it may sound, well, quite dickish of me to declare that I do not give a rat's ass about how boring or how entertained you are by these daily podcasts. And the reason is, is because number one, it's free. So shut up and stop being a bitch. Just don't listen. (laughs) And number two, well, number two is there are going to be a lot of people that do get value out of it. Like I just said, within the context of the other work that I create within my zone of genius. And real quick, shifting gears to Zone of Genius, I want to read something to you that I just wrote down. It's not that developed because I literally just wrote it down. 
But it concerns the recent fascination of mine, which is known as building your own analog linked note card set of boxes, like a wall of boxes, a container, a collection that take up your entire freaking office with each note card individually ID'd and linked. And this is not a notion that I invented, that best thinkers for aeons have been doing this. And it was most recently popularized and sensationalized and plagiarized and, quite frankly, fucking sodomized by every single online productivity, life hacker, productivity guru, whatever, out there, because they have misunderstood it. They have tried to take this concept called Zeitelkasten, which is a way to take notes and link them together in an analog form, meaning in actual note cards and creating a note card box and doing it in a way where you number it, a numbering scheme. And they have bastardized it into the world of digitalization. And they have quite frankly and quite literally left maybe 4% of what is actually the practice of properly taking notes and creating your own Zeitelkasten, which is a German word for notebox. Now, I don't call it Zeitelkasten. Right now, my working title of it is the Analog Thinking Network, and the acronym is Antinet. And it's important that you know that it is analog, of course, because for some reason you have to specify that these days because people try to integrate it into the digital format, and there's many reasons why it just doesn't work in the digital format, and I won't get into that now. And it is also called thinking, meaning an active verb. It allows you to think, and it is in itself thinking. It's a communication partner, if you will. And network. Network is a interconnected network of IDs that are linked and thoughts and blah, 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 right? I call it the anti-net. So, On the matter of why one should even bother with or seriously consider the notion of building their own anti-net, here's what I would like to say. For most people, the anti-net is not for them. I am one who shall forever, of course, lean towards idealism, yet only lean as too much ideology leads to ruin. It leads to orthodoxy and, well, it leads to the Pharisees and then it leads to crucifying who became a figure of, well, the most practiced religion to this day. Why? Because of ideology, orthodox, and following stupid rules. Yet, I lean towards ideology. I lean towards the positive notion that people will elect to choose the hard route. Yet I head such a lean with acceptance and openness to the realistic truths of life and the realistic reality of human nature. And the reality is this. The anti-net is the only true way to create the highest work of genius you're capable of. Meaning if you're a copywriter, a writer, knowledge worker, creative, 
musician, whatever. And sure, I could go on forever and ever trying to convince you with, well, studies and intellectualize you with some plethora of psychological psychology research from independent different branches of of psychology departments and different studies, different independent studies even. And I'd also back up my argument with a list of those intellectual heroes and creative geniuses who did as I recommend, which is to actually create notes and a linked version of notes in an analog offline format. And I could list people that are living, you know, such as, well, the Ryan Holiday's one author who does everything written out by hand, um, Robert Greene, you know, who wrote Mastery and 48 Laws of Power. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld writes out every single thing by hand, every joke by hand, every day. It just is, it's magic. And he explains it. Elizabeth Gilbert, Eat, Pray, Love. I can go on and on and on, right? I can list off a bunch of the dead figures that did. Obviously, Einstein, I mean, like the com- computer processing wasn't really, well, com- personal computer processing wasn't really a thing yet, right? Richard Feynman was a huge proponent of saying that not only is it a requirement to write in order to think, he said, thinking is writing. It's the same exact thing, but he said, writing by hand. And as one psychologist put it in a breakthrough book some, I don't know, 50 years ago, is that our state of belief in something and confidence is based on what we have experienced and not what we have learned intellectually. Yet, even beyond this little protest that I'm making to you about just shutting your mouth and testing out an analog format of taking notes and ditching the digital version. I actually have an unexpected point of view that I hold, and that is this. I do not think an anti-net is for everyone. You see, many people have had success and do fine with digital tools, with things like Evernote and Notion and Obsidian and pieces of whatever, software like that, right? Whatever is the latest flavor of the month. And that's perfect for them. And it's perfect for a lot of people. And Antinet is for those who wish to unlock their fullest potential in creative genius, no matter what the cost of time no matter what the cost of time investment is. And up front, it's not pretty. It took, well, it took Nicholas Luhmann, you know, the creator of systems theory, and, well, if you're a sociologist, then you already know who he is. He's like the Michael Jordan of sociology and intellectuals. And he said that it took him about two years before he actually started to see the profound... Lollapalooza style of payoffs in building his own anti-net. And I have a simple test, a way to tell whether you wish to 
build an anti-net and, well, if it's for you or not. And that is this. Just simply ask yourself, what is most important to you? Is it option A? Is it essentially to impress your boss with the efficiency and skill and monkeying around with creating text templates and notes and tags and hotkeys, meaning do you want to be known in your company as a find and replace text doctor, aka find F-A-R-T, a fart doctor, find and replace text doctor? Do you basically just want to make a living is the question, or is it option B? Do you want to make a legacy? Because quite frankly, quite truthfully, you need to ask yourself and answer that truthfully. Because after you answer, you need to ask the question again and say, what do I really want? And an anti-net is for those who want to create genius-level work that lasts, that builds a legacy, and that helps people for 200 years and perhaps even more. If not, well, then it's not for you, and you can go back to fondling your balls and monkeying around on your computer, on Obsidian, on creating templates, on creating wiki links, and on farting around and reading documentation on how to format lists and markdown and aliases and all that other horse shit that will not have any impact on whether or not you think better and create a legacy. And so that I must part ways with you now and declare that one more thing is needed for your ears to interpret before I go. And that is this, motherfuckers. To always remember to stay crispy, my friends. Scott Shepper signing off on a Friday evening at 8.44 post-Meridium. See you tomorrow, Felicia's. Bye-bye now. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love. Writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me 
and many others in achieving this mission. Peace. <laughs>